Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so today is May 16th, 2019. And we're back here with Carrie, and we're going to talk about jurisdiction. And so I have an announcement to make that I've been waiting a whole year to make. Well, here, we got something more important. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It's really exciting. I was I was going to go along with you, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Go ahead. It's really exciting. I've been waiting a year to make this announcement only because it hasn't happened until Tuesday morning. I finally received my tax court order for lack of jurisdiction on the part of the IRS. Hot diggity <laughs> dog. Yep. And it was... I had to do a little bit of a fight for it, just a little one. I got a call from one of the attorneys on Friday, and they said, well, we're going to dismiss with uh, uh, for all years except for two, because we did issue a notice of deficiency. And I said, well, that's great. That means you can produce it. You can produce those notices of deficiency. Uh, he kind of got uncomfortable. He gave me the name of the actual attorney that's handling the case then on Monday I called the attorney she didn't answer I left a message and I said you know I did not receive a notice of deficiency for 2007 and 8 if you if you are objecting for those years because you say it was issued then you should have no problem producing it because I will file a motion to compel for you to produce it I didn't hear back from her the next day, you know, I, I waited months for this, so I figured it was going to take months for the court to respond to it. So the next morning, I got a call from uh, one of my associates, and he said, hey, you got your judgment. Let me read it to you. And I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I got the judgment, including all years. All years were included. Now, the... Um, the attorney handling it was being a little vindictive. She put in a motion for penalties up to $25,000, and uh, the judge denied it. Then the judge wasn't very happy about it either, but whatever. Got what I wanted. Hopefully I'll never deal with those people again. Right. Now that so, you have it, we can move on to our other stuff. Our other what? We can go on to the next step with you now. Step. Yep. And that's going to be fun. <laughs> yep. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, that's my story, folks. That's it. That's what I wanted to tell you. Uh, just like many of you, I finally got my judgment. And, oh, the key we have discovered to making it work 
is to go ahead and pay the $60 filing fee. Because it seems to be working. You know, they're getting thousands of these. I guess they want their, their $60. So, do you yeah. have any comments you want to make about this, Carrie? Well, you know, because they because they're changing the way they do business, we're going to change the way we do ours. So that we're telling you to pay the 60 now so we can move forward because they've just drugged their feet so hard that we, and we need to go and we need to move on. So congratulations, Tad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So you want to take questions? I would like that. Okay, so if anybody has any questions, hit star two on your phone or comments or you want to chime in on anything, hit star two. Yeah, and if you have a story to tell us, we, we're, we, we'd love to hear it. Okay. 828 area code. Go ahead. Hey, Tad. Hey, Carrie. It's Tori. How are Tori. you? All right. I was just getting ready to tell your story, but now that you're here, I would like you to tell, tell Tori. Tori. Just like Tad. Hey, baby. I'm a little. Hold on, Tori. I'm a little disappointed in you. Why? You were the one that was supposed to call me to tell me that I got the the court order, but you didn't. <laughs> Why was I supposed to call you and tell you? <laughs> well, you said you were watching it, so I figured. Oh, I was. I was watching everybody, but uh, I don't think I looked at your docket that night. That I looked at mine. I got mine on the eighth of May. Okay. So you got yours too, huh? I did, and it was kind of it's uh, it was a little sketchy uh, the first the first uh, time I read through it, but um, because they released all years two thousand and three through two thousand and eighteen, um, which is weird because I didn't think that I had said anything about eighteen because it wasn't even time to file taxes yet, but I think I added it because it was already after the first of the year. But there was a there was a place in that twenty one page exhibit, oh my God, where uh, the respondent, who was the chief counsel for the Internal Revenue Service, said, uh, "We show uh, as of as of as for the two thousand and twelve year, the notice of deficiency was sent to the petitioners." Last known address, the address shown, they cite the tracking number, U.S. Postal Service, uh, March the 9th, 2018, and was delivered on the 13th. A printed version of the UPS tracking result, and then they printed all that information. It's about 10 pages long. And then they say, respondent is currently in the process of locating a copy of the certified mailing list that corresponds to the 2012 Notice of Deficiency. Uh, um, And then he comes back and says, uh, the petition was filed with the tax court on the 18th, 2019. Uh, um, What did he say? It's right here. Well, 
while you're doing that, let's cut through the fat. We're going to get back to that. Tell them what you got. I got a I got a order to dismiss no, for lack of I, jurisdiction. I don't care about, not that. Not that. The motion. What? No. What, what did you get from the from the from the bank? Oh, I got my check. <laughs> yes, that's the most important thing. I got my first full paycheck through two weeks ago. Tomorrow I will get my second because I filed um, bankruptcy, and you all know when you go pro se, they don't give you any help. So I filed pro se on the bankruptcy, and they were fixing to 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 make a judgment on the case, and. And there had not been a, a discharge of the IRS uh, leaning on my paycheck. So I read through all of the rules for this neck of the woods and filed a motion to extend the judgment for discharge and dischargeability. And I have a hearing on the 21st of May, which is next Tuesday, to... Um, share with the judge why I need this extension, and I'm just going to tell him, well, I didn't have this paperwork for you, but now I have it. So here's my court order and the motion from the chief counsel for the Internal Revenue Service, just to let you know that the debt is dischargeable. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> but, but... You got your but, full check. I got my full <laughs> you check. You got your full check. And that's what I was so happy about. Yeah, that was huge. So so, so he, he comes back and he says, um, petitioner had previously filed a petition with the court July 23rd, 2018, asserting identical allegations. They note the docket number. The court dismissed her case for lack of jurisdiction for failure to pay the filing fee. Additionally, the first petition was not filed within the court in a timely fashion prescribed for year 2012 taxable. Respondent's counsel was unable to reach petitioner and determine whether or not she objects to granting the notice, but the notice has been granted for all years in question. They just decided to go ahead and drop the 2012. <laughs> Well, congratulations! I'm I'm real happy. I've been happy. man. It rained over the weekend. I went outside and danced in the rain with the dog. I haven't felt this good in probably 15, 18 years. It, yeah. It doesn't. I. It hasn't even started to truly register yet. I just. I, every day, I I experience a new unclenching. You know, a new level of taking a deep breath. Um, yes. But beautiful, now you can. Beautiful but stuff. you can. But now you, you can now you can afford to. Now I can afford to move forward with my life and just sit there fucking ass. Yes, um, congratulations. Because the next, so the next steps, the next steps are coming. The next steps are coming. You guys, and and, yep. this, and this is the thing. Before I met the two of you, I had already filed an affidavit, and it's on in the county recorder's office, and it is seasoned, and it's about four about four and a half years old now. Uh, with a waiver of tort attached to it, to all of those people that have been involved in this, my employer, 
and the IRS and the state, all these folks. Um, so I intend on using that as part of my exhibit when I go to court uh, to seek restitution for criminal charges that I will be bringing up against somebody. Yep. That's now another conversation for another day. Yes. But but so far, I'm three for three. Thank you so much. Yep. Yep. I just hope that me and Tad's had something to do with it. So oh, thank absolutely. you for sharing. Absolutely. The tax court. I had court, nothing to do with it. Leave me out of this. You, yeah. your, 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 web, your website. <laughs> let me get some money up underneath my belt. I'll throw some money at your website. I promise. <laughs> let me get some things caught up. Seriously. I, I wasn't lying to you about that. And thank cool. you for helping me file my ROE. You bet. Um, and I am fixing to send the two of y'all a picture of a, le- a 288C letter that's a little bit different than the one that y'all shared with me. Um, yeah. It actually says in it, uh, hang on. It actually says in it, and this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for. Dear taxpayer, we've received your information regarding your revocation of election established by the United States Congress and have yeah, associated have that, that information with your account. I, I, I want that one. letter. <laughs> I want okay. that letter so bad. I'll show you how I got it. I'll I'll send you I'll send it to you. When we're done here, I'll okay. send it to you. I'll show you how I got it, and I'll show you the guy that I got it for and everything. Okay. Yeah. So, thank you, Tad. Thank you, Carrie. You bet, Tori. It's you? my pleasure. Beautiful day. Yep. Thank All you right. for sharing. we got some other folks here. Thanks, Tori. Bye-bye. 828-404, you're next. Hey guys, hey, um, I want to congratulate Tori. I want to congratulate yeah. Tori on that the bankruptcy. I'm glad that that idea I gave her is working out for her. It worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's working out for her. Yes, and thank you for helping her. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's all I needed to say. I just wanted to congratulate her. I'm glad I'm glad it's going through. All right, thank, thank you, you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so real quick. Carrie, let me relay my experience at the bank today. Yes, please do. U.S. Bank, U.S. National Bank Association, you guys screw these people, went into my bank branch. There's been a constant source of irritation between me and the bank manager ever since they stole my money. And today I got the joy of going in and proving it to her that they stole it because I got a court order that says it was done without jurisdiction. And so I guess there was somebody else ahead of me, but I just walked up. I just saw her sitting there, and I walked up and said, well, somebody's ahead of you. I said, okay, but here's a judgment. So she took me anyway. She made the call to the head office. She started filling out a form. No, first of all, she said, uh, I said, well, you told me to come back and we'd fill out forms. She said, well, I, I didn't say we'd fill out forms. Oh, yeah, you did. So... Um, she got on the phone, started filling forms out, and then she was told, well, you'll have to get your money from the IRS. And I said, okay. Now, if there's a man over here that says that you owe him money and he tells me to go take your money 
and I take it, and it turns out that you don't owe him money, what does that make me? It makes me an accessory, <laughs> and that's where you are. You're an accessory. I'll see this bank in court. Good deal. And, and see, so, now you have now you have where you can get traction. And see, because, let me tell you, banks have deep pockets, too. And I'm going to make sure they get some deep bills, too, to cover it. Because I wanted yeah. my 3000 back, so now it's going to be $3 million, and they can spend 300000 defending it. Yeah. Well, we got a case going right now, and the people that, that uh, have has done what they've done, they spent over a million dollars on attorney's fees, and and we're not done yet. So it doesn't... <laughs> who you know, who we spent the million? Well... The, they gave the IRS what they weren't supposed to, and so we filed a suit against them, and uh, the, the attorneys bill them $100,000 a month. <laughs> and they have to pay it, or as soon as they stop paying it, then we walk away in the victors, and, they, and the attorneys don't want it to go away because that, that's a source of uh, steady income. So this is so, some kind of corporation, huh? Yes. Wow, that's funny. Well, they don't think it is. They're they're crying <laughs> like a bunch of like a bunch of babies. But we're not gonna. We can't let up because you know. So you you know we may not end up winning the whole case. But but we're gonna win the whole case just from nutri from what do they call it penetration or whatever they call that. Where you get, you know, they're going to lose. They're going to end up. Oh uh, yes, they're going to end up spending more on attorney's fee than than what they got. Well, I'm just thinking about how I can go about this. Maybe if I do an administrative process of some kind with the bank, because right now it's no longer a question that they made a mistake. They made a mistake. The question now is yes. how much. Right. So if well, I do an administrative, well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, if I do I an administrative process and get their agreement, it might make it a lot easier if I take it into court, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I say, um, well, you know, there's no question that that they made a mistake. They caused injury. The question is the amount, and what we have here is the administrative process saying that all parties are in agreement that um, that I am owed, you know, $3 million as a result of their uh, breach of fiduciary. Yes. And now, go online and download Regulation Z because okay. Regulation Z is actually the truth in lending, and it tells what the bank can and cannot do. It's actually the Federal Reserve and Congress's law they wrote for the bank. I've got, I've printed it out and I got it in a binding. And uh, when how, I have an argument with the bank, it? about it's about eighteen pages. I got it on both Z? sides. Regulation Z, Truth in Lending. And what it is is it's the bank law. It's the law that Congress wrote for the bank, and it talks about the fiduciaries and all that. Every time I go in there and argue with them, I leave one with them. And that it, and they 
then they won't let me back in there for a few days. And the other thing, uh, what I'm working on is um, I work at the airport. Um, I'm a contractor. And um, I haven't been there in a while. But when I was at the airport the last time, a a non-American-looking guy went up to the um, to get on the plane, and uh, he told the uh, TSA he they couldn't look under his hat. And um, they said, "Why?" He said, "Because my religion doesn't let you do that." So they said, "Well, okay, then go ahead and get on." That started me thinking. The Texas Constitution, this First Amendment, says I have a right of freedom of religion. The United States Constitution says you have a freedom of religion. With Regulation Z, I'm putting together an idea to go to the bank and tell them that I can't give them a Social Security number for my checking account on the grounds it violates my freedom of religion because I, I, my religion believes that the Social Security number is part of the mark of the beast. So if you ask me to do that, you'll be violating my, my freedom of religion. And, what I'm, and, and I'm getting some funny looks. They don't know how to handle me. But, but, the, but what I'm saying is let's start thinking outside the box. And if you think that's a good idea, um, I'll be glad to email you because I have Regulation Z now. I mean, I'll email it to you, Ted. Tad, that way you can have it, and if somebody would like it, and if you want to go and, and if you think that's an idea, just go. You don't have to go in there with your guns blazing. Go in and talk to the bank and tell them that you know I, I took a Texas Constitution and I highlighted highlighted it where it said freedom of religion. Then I took the First Amendment of the United States Constitution and highlighted the same part. And then I laid Regulation Z on the desk and said, we got a problem. And they said to me, here's what the bank said. Well, our policy says, I said, I understand your policy. Yep, I said, that makes perfect sense. But here's my question. If your policy said you had to slap me in the face before I could make a deposit, would you slap me in the face? She says, no, I wouldn't. I said, see, so you can, so you can manipulate the bank policy. You just don't want to. She said, no, I didn't say that. See, <laughs> in other words, um, because I push, I, I push them all the time. So, so I don't know if it's important to you. I have a checking account that doesn't have a social security number on it, but I got it probably 30 years ago. And I'm trying to get another one, but there's a lot of people that say they can do it. I'm just trying to come up with a with a way that might be different. Again, if we, if we we argue with them the same way we always have, the results will always be the same. <clears throat> I'm trying to give you an argument. When you go in there, they don't understand. They can't they can't get their arms around it because it's not what they always have. Hope that made sense. Um, no. Hold on, hold on. We have somebody eight two eight area code that has a question. Well, okay, eight two eight. Yeah, that's me, guys. Um, two two things actually. Uh, Tad. Yeah. Um, the bank was the moving party. 
and you can take them to, to, to court on a criminal action, put together an affidavit and get it entered into the court <clears throat> of the criminal action that they took upon you. Carrie, um, yeah. that thing you were just talking about, I, I had an idea about, um, oh, shit. And that oh, I don't have I was to right now. Tad. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, I wanted to, it was right on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it the minute I started talking to Tad. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you. I'll, I'll raise my hand again when I remember what I can't remember right now. So they were the moving party. Yes, they were the moving party in all of that, right? They had, right. They, there was, they, you know, nobody checks to see if these people are doing things under the color of law. They're just all so damn scared, right? So you have to educate them. So educate them and let them know you're the moving party. You took my money. Yes. Yes. And now I'm going to sue other, you. Right. The other problem that they have is, um, see, they have deep pockets. And what the bank says to me all the time is, well, we have to do what the IRS says. I said, I believe you. Let me see what they said. Not Now they can't produce anything. What they're doing is the IRS is writing a handwritten note and faxing it emailing it or calling them on the phone. And what I'm finding out is when we go to the county to pull the liens or the notices of liens, if you turn the lien over, there's a back side to it. It's not there. So what they're doing is they're scanning them in and they're sending them one side. That's an incomplete instrument. So now they got another problem. Because the instruments not the instrument is invalid on the grounds that it's not complete, and uh, I have the back of one, and on the back of one it tells you what it has to have on the front, and it says this lien, blah blah blah, and then it gives you the section and all of that where it's coming from. Well, they're not even using that anymore. And the reason they don't use it because they don't it's not done proper. So don't 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 go after this as I don't have to pay taxes. You go after this as is what they've done is they've got they've got um, um, they're not following policies and procedures, and that just seems to work better because. They've got the policies and procedures that are there, and they're not using them. So you know we're 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 <coughs> excuse me we're we're shaking we're rattling the cage all we can as often as we can. So I hope that made sense. All right, Tori, does that address your question? Does anyone else have a question? Yeah, we got a lot of people that do, so I got to move on. Thank you, Tori. Thanks, Chad. Yes, thank you, Tori. Okay, so seven one four area code. Go ahead. Hi there. Can you hear me? Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, Carrie, I wanted to mention that we've been anything we send to IRS and all that. It's uh, multiple 
uh, documents or pages. We've been writing on the back of it, binding it together, writing page one of 20, page two of 20, page three, and signing it in the, the upper left corner and bottom right corner. Um, anyway, uh, that's supposed to help them not say there's nothing here we didn't see it. Let's for court documents as well when a judge turns it over to the blank side and says, I see nothing here. So anyway, possible remedy. But other than that, I wanted to mention, I sent a revocation of election in, a really good one, uh, to the IR commissioner um, back in 2016. Never got a response from them at all. And so I ended up doing a FOIA in the IRS Disclosure Office and gave them the registered mail number and the green card I got signed back and said, I, I'm requesting an acknowledgement as of the date that you received this. And uh, they looked and looked for it, and they couldn't find it. Now, again, it was sent registered mail, kind of a private package. Um, so they would not acknowledge it. But he said, you know, if you resend it to me with a cover letter and make clear the date that you put it in, he said, I'll stamp them all IRS received and forward them to the appropriate office for you. I said, you would. And so that's what I did. And I got everything back, um, stamped, received. And on the top of it, they put a document transmittal sheet document identification full name and uplower um, with a social and, and uh, asking the next office to acknowledge receipt. Now, um, I went ahead and threw in my debit from scene as well as uh, my authenticated birth certificate. I threw in um, my affidavit of uh, tax exempt foreign status, as well as an affidavit of termination of franchise with that. And I got them all stamped. Now, I've since learned that there's two different um, offices you should send those educational options to address to the uh, IR commissioner. Um, but anyway, I'm hoping this is good enough. And what do you think? I like it. Would you let us know? Because um, it, I like it. Uh, they should acknowledge it, but they're not. Sometimes they don't. So, to, you know, I like what you did. It's good. And uh, what we're doing is we're sending a letter that we've come up with asking them to acknowledge it, and we tell them what we want it to say. And it's coming back with what they – what we told them to say. Uh, I asked for that as well. I, I still stood on that, but I'm asking for that. And so when he forwarded, forwarded uh, all those documents with the uh, uh, document transmittal sheet, it, he put, please acknowledge receipt to the office it was being sent to. So waiting to see what happens with that. But uh, I was surprised because he's a customer service specialist at the FOIA disclose, IRS Disclosure Office, and he bent over backwards to help me. Um, wow. It's just yeah. a real pleasure. And that was yes. in uh, North Carolina. 
So, yeah. yeah. Well, there are that. some good there, there are some good people there that they are trying, but their hands are tied because they they don't understand. You know, just like you know, you hate to say it, but you know, there, there's bad in every field, and there's good in every field. You know, and and uh, where I have a problem is when they go out of their way to damage you. That's what I don't like. But, you know, I've had liens before, and the lien was for $25,000. So they liened my um, my uh, employer, and they took 300000 Now, there's a problem with that. See, I have a problem with that. See, they didn't prove I even owed the twenty-five. But when you reach 25, you shut it off. But they did because the, the the agent that that was doing it had a personal vendetta against me. They don't like Sounds me, like which it. I understand. You know, I understand <laughs> they don't like me. They, you know, I understand that, and, and they don't have to. But years ago, a friend, a, me and a friend of mine, um, went and we we did everything we could to find out what the IRS's real name was. And what we did is we finally found his name and his, where he lived. Got it. And then we went down and pulled records, got his wife's name, got his three kids' birthdays, and we put it out. And for about six or seven years, every Easter, Christmas, birthday, um, let's see, um, anniversary, kids' birthdays, they got letters or cards from about 15 or 20,000 people. And um, the agent went to the, yeah, and the agent went to the court and told them, can you have this stopped? We don't know who it is. And the agent was very irritated by it because he was getting probably 40,000, 50,000 cards every year. Between his kids, him, and his wife. Oh, birthday card. What's that? What was that? Birthday cards. Yeah, birthday cards, anniversary cards, Easter, Christmas, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, kids' (laughs) birthdays. Wow. And we did that for, oh, I don't know, four or five years. And it just got to where it drove them nuts. Well, and the reason I think it drove them nuts more than anything is somebody knows where they live. And see, that's where the that's where the issue came. I had an agent here locally, and um, it was a, a, a female agent, and she got married. And then what she did is she registered at Target. So we know where she lives it's funny they don't think of that <laughs> stuff see and so now we know where she lives and uh, we're fixing to open something up on her here <laughs> very nice very nice yes it is all right well thanks for sharing with us yes thank you so much bye-bye okay so Paul G, you're next. Yeah, hi, can you guys hear me? Go ahead. Yes. 
You can. Okay, great. And I appreciate all you guys are doing. I, I've never used this system before here, so I'm kind of new to it. And I'm new well, to this your. System, what was that? This system never. This system has never been open before. It's something that we kind of came up with. So go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I, but I mean also the talk shoe process here. I've never seen it since it has, you can, you know, do audio um, without okay. phoning in. Um, but anyway, I got a bunch of little questions for you to see if I can remember all of them. What I did was I took your paperwork, I filled it out the way you suggest, I sent it to the U.S. tax court. I did get back a docket number. And my, I got also the DVD from those <laughs> those people um, on how to yep. go to court. And what they, what I understand is that you wait a month or two and the IRS evaluates whether, you know, they want to go to court or whether they want to concede up front. Is that right? Well, I don't do what they say anyways, but we don't wait for them. We don't, first of all, you're in this condition and you're in this predicament because of them. So yes. If they tell me, if they tell me to jump off a bridge, I probably wouldn't. If they told me not to jump off the bridge, I probably would. So that's yeah, I'd be happy to be more aggressive. I just don't know how to do that or whether that's the appropriate thing at this point. Right. Well, if you would like get, uh, get uh, email Tad and, uh, or and um, with your questions and he'll get a hold of me and then I'll call you on the phone and and tell you what we're doing and I'll give you some docket numbers and stuff that you can look up and see how we're doing it and then I, I can I can, you know or Tad can too but um, you know if you have anything in particular anything in particular I'll be glad to answer it you know I don't know what you want to know but I know this what we're doing is we're doing it the way we're doing it and uh, we're not doing we're not following their instructions okay so but i have the paperwork you know and i filled out and submitted and all of that and so you're saying there's other things i could be doing that i'm not doing at this point i could be more aggressive with it i don't know what you're doing so i can't answer that all i, I have is that. the docket number from the tax court for the case okay then you'll have to wait until you get your uh, order. Once you get your order, you can go online and put in the United States Tax Court docket inquiry and then follow the instructions. And then you can follow your case. And okay, you so you recommend, case, you're recommending the, uh, applying for the e-access. No, you don't even need the e-access. You don't. You don't need oh, really? the e-access. You to not to see your case and follow your case. You need the e-access to go in behind and see what everything they're doing. You can't see everything, but see, I don't want to give them all the information that they want. So I just went in and did what I did, and I was, and got and I got everything I needed without going after and doing what they asked. Okay. I I just I'm I'm just pig-headed enough if you tell me not to kick you in the leg i'm guess what i'm going to do yeah 
I'm going to kick. Yeah, I'm going to kick yeah. you in the leg. That's just <laughs> my nature. I, I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be okay. like that. But I, that's just how Carrie? I am. Carrie. Yes, sir. Do, under no circumstances are you to pay me ten thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you a check in the morning. Because <laughs> you know, but I. Um, but but if you want to know what we're doing next. Get a hold of Tad, and we'll go over that with you. Okay. A couple other questions, if you don't mind. No, uh, not at all. Have you guys have you guys ever used the form nine one one? I have not. Okay. You know, good or bad about it? I don't know anything That's a tax about it. Advocate service assistance form. What? Tech, tax advocate service assistant. Oh. It's hey, now you understand? Do you know who a tax advocate is, right? Well, it's somebody that works for the IRS. I know that. Okay, that's all I'm saying. When you said that, that's all you would have to say to me, and I personally yeah. would run would run from it. But I'm not telling you to do yeah. that. See. Yeah. That's where the problem is. The reason I'm in the problem that I've had and the reason we've had to do what we do is because they tell you, um, uh, if you owe $100,000, come to me and I can get you to pay. I can get you to pay only maybe 40000 Well, hmm, what if I don't owe nothing? Yeah, right. Well, just pay him 40000 right, exactly. Pay him 40000 Yeah, see? So the advocate service, in my opinion, is is like hitting your thumb with a hammer. Every time oh, I do it, it hurts like the dickens. Yeah, I would suspect that it's just self-serving for the IRS. Have you well, ever used the federal district court directly? Yes, I um, have. I have. Okay. Yes, I have. Carl Lentz, Carl Lentz has, in one of his audios, was kind of steering people uh, he didn't talk much about it steering people away of the u.s tax court in favor of just going directly to a u.s district court right now Federal let me district ask you court. a question do you do you yeah. know okay the united states district court if you go on their website it says this is a court of limited jurisdiction now i have sued the irs in united states district court they did not answer me, so I asked for a I asked for a default judgment, and the judge denied it. Okay. Do you know why? They apparently don't think they have jurisdiction. Ain't that something? Yeah. So I I was told never to go to the tax court. I went to the tax court, and I um we've got so many we get court orders that we're able to take now. And and you're the lady out here, Tori. She got her first right. check in four or five years. Not her first check, but the entire check from Social mm -hmm. Security for the first time in several years. I think and it's from because her employer. we went to the tax act. It might be. Right. Yeah. So we're able to we're able to do things with that court order. With that court order, uh, we're filling out forms. For an example, we're doing the one two two seven seven form. And we're sending in the court order, telling the IRS to release the liens. A one two two seven seven form is a form for a release of federal tax lien. 
they come back and say you don't qualify because of 7337J. The, the uh, commissioner said now they got a problem because I got a court order. <coughs> then I'm taking then I'm taking what they said, writing a letter, putting it back to the agent that sent it, and said I'm giving you 10 days to either release the lien or show me your bar card, your law license, your law bar card, whatever. And if you don't, then I'll assume you don't have a, you don't have a license and you just practice law. Then I'll file a lawsuit in federal district court on the agent for practicing law without a license. Now there's some candy that's just you, you can get all day long because they're mm-hmm. not going to answer you. See now I but I run after the IRS. See the problem you're having when you go after the IRS, you're going after them for taxes. I never go after them for taxes because you can't sue them for taxes. That's their strong suit. Now, I'm going to ask you a question if I can. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Okay, here's how this is how this works. Okay, I'm going to shoot you with a 9mm or I'm going to shoot you with a 45. What do you want me to shoot you with? Uh, <laughs> I would rather not be shot at all. See? There you go. That, well, wait a minute. See, that that's the answer. Because I said, what do you want to be shot with? See, right. we don't listen to what they're saying. And that's the oh, problem. You're, yeah, I totally understand the fraud and deception right. and how shocking it is that people that you might have even gone to school with would think of treating other human beings this way. It's just unbelievable that Correct. This kind of fraud is going on in the world. Right. And so what we're doing is we're giving you arguments that you can win. See, we're giving arguments that, that, that they can't, they don't know how to deal with it. Like I told you, we put right. an argument up. Okay, we got an argument out that the, that the guy is fighting. The problem they're having is, the IRS did what they did, and then they asked to be released from the case because uh, they they said the guy owed four point five million dollars. They took his house and sold it for one hundred eighty nine thousand, and wrote the, and wrote it off. Now the person that bought it for one hundred eighty nine thousand has a house he can't move into, has a house he can't sell, has a house he can't paint sitting on a lot that he can't mow because we've got it tied up. The person that bought the house has spent over $1 million on attorney's fees and can't get in the house he bought. Yeah. The reason for it is we are not fighting this on taxes. What we're fighting okay. this about oh, is, totally. is, okay, and so the, the arguments that we're trying to put forth are so bizarre and so different that the IRS or the district or the um, uh, tax court or whoever it is, see, they can't argue the fact. And so what we're doing is we're creating a real stink for them. Now, because of the way I think, I think outside the box, what's happened is – I don't know if you know what the word form means, F-O-R-M. It means a model or a skeleton to be used in a court of law. Now, 
that's why it's that's why every that's why they have forms for everything so that they can take that form and they can manipulate it and the words are different see words that they use are different and they do it on purpose so what i've done is i've invented my own form i send it to them and i ask them questions that they cannot answer if they don't answer them then i take the doctrine of silence and i sue them because they've already agreed to it and there is no argument this is creating a stink form and i'm doing this on property tax i'm doing this on um in uh, state income taxes we're asking the state i owe this i want to pay it i please let me pay it i beg you to let me pay it the problem is i'm not an attorney so here's the form check the box that you'll accept this payment if you don't then you agree under the doctrine of silence and so on and so on now i have a form that i can take them to court when i go to court they never show up so we ask for a default we have a guy here locally that we did this to and he hasn't paid property tax in nine years and and it's only because we asked we want to pay this and we told the judge we're ready to pay it all we have to do is we're not attorneys since we're not attorneys we just want to be told how to pay it and what we're using is we're using title 31 section 3124 and title 18 section 8 and it says the state cannot use federal reserve notes to tax anything they cannot use them that's part of my form so i have a form that looks like a 1040 but i call it a 1020. now that they got i got a 1020 form i've written it out in a way that i can use that in out that's all i need i take them to, to the courthouse with my form when i walk in my form is it does all the talking so what's happening is they're they're not showing up on the grounds that if they show up i can now bring the form out and say you know i have it filed and all that i'm asking the question i'm ready willing and able to pay i'm not an attorney i cannot make a legal determination so i put all my legal determinations on the on my form since they won't fill it out and the reason they don't fill it out they can't the reason they can't if they fill it out then they're liable <clears throat> for making me violate federal law title 18 is crimes and criminal procedures if they fill out my form they have committed a felony now i can put them in jail and it's and uh, that's how we're doing it we're not doing it conventionally so the argument that we're we're bringing to them they cannot answer it let's put it this way i did my first form in 1988 to this day they have never filled it out and never signed one and have never told me what to spend how to do so, it and i'm so ready to do it so how do i again get to that website to look up my docket number okay what you do is you go to uh you're not u.s tax court right pocket inquiry pocket inquiry and a page will open up and it'll say um um individual um it'll say company or something click individual and then put it put in your last name first name state you're in and then hit 
uh, search and it'll pop right up there and it'll everything will be right okay. there. You'll, you'll, or if you have the docket number, go to the docket number, put it in there, and you can watch it every day. And if they make a move, they'll put it on there first. Okay. Okay, that's good. Have you ever dealt with, I believe it's called the Court of International Settlements? Okay. Yes, I have. But here's the problem that I ran into. You get a judgment, go to the International Settlements uh, um, sheriff and have him come and help you um, have him come and help you um, get your right. payment there is See, a, they so we do hey we do have other one. people that are lined up we got a lot of people fine. lined up they don't have it so I do my best to stay away from that on the grounds that I don't know I don't know how to uh, fulfill it shit. but I'm using my I'm using my form I have no problems getting paid because what I do is I do a fault and then a default. I file the default, and then I take them to court on the fact that they've already agreed to it on the doctrine of silence. Okay. Yeah, I've got a bunch of those, but I don't know how to get it to the court or get it resolved. I mean, I've done conditional acceptance, notice of demand. And right, exactly. exactly. See, I understand that, but see? But what you're, okay, you're not, okay, I'm using a form. The word form is a model or a skeleton to be used in their court. It's uh-huh. a statutory, okay, I'm using a statutory document in a statutory court. When I get a statutory judgment, I go to the, um, their, uh, whatever it is, they're, they're insured. I forget what it's called. You go down there, knock on the door and hand it to them, and they'll write you a check on the grounds you've already got a docket number you've already got a judge's signature and you just and and you can do it you're getting stuff that they don't see so that's how i'm doing it i'm not telling you i'm right i'm not telling you i'm wrong that's how i do it right understand okay i won't tie up anymore i appreciate your time no i appreciate that thank you the question thank you thank you okay so 313 area code, you've been waiting. Hey guys, how you doing? All right. Hey, who, where are you? Wait a second, where are you from? What state? I knew I it. I, 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 no, I, I'm from Michigan originally, and I recognize 313. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I had that ongoing case with the, uh, when they sent, uh, Remember, the judge sent them uh, the IRS to uh, an order for them for uh, uh, what is it? So uh, for them to um, do the last four years that they omitted from uh, the original uh, motion to dismiss, and so the judge sent back. He he told me that that I need to file an objection if any to the respondent's motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction um, by uh, May the 28th. So now I just I guess I just have to wait to, for the 28th, and then the judge, he'll probably order the, uh, send off the order, the order to yep. dismiss. Yep, and that's what you want. And the reason they're dismissing it is for lack of jurisdiction. So if they don't have jurisdiction, they have nothing. Right, and uh, I guess he was just giving me a chance because, like I explained it to people, it's because they're they're really trying to give you a due process because normally 
when people put in a lawsuit, they they don't want the case dismissed. But but since we're a game in the system, we're we actually want the case to be dismissed. So they think they're winning. Correct. They actually lose. <laughs> That's oh, they're not just losing; they're losing in a big way. Absolutely. Well, okay. So, like before, like in one of the judges' uh, judgments, he says it's known that the notice of deficiency and notice of determination is the ticket to the tax court. Without those, you can't go to the tax court. Well, that's been turned on them in a very ironic way. Right. And see, you can't. You if you don't, get, how do you go to the court then? If they don't give it to you. See, so what happened is I understood that, and so I tried to come up with a way that we could get what we needed. And see, they don't know how to they don't know how to fight this now, because what they're doing is they're telling you that doesn't say what you think it says. As soon as they say that, they have now practiced law. I take them to the federal district court, sue the agent for practicing the law without a license. He's naked. That's not. He's used to fighting uh, taxes. He ain't fighting taxes anymore. He's fighting practicing law without a license. Guess what? That's an argument I could win. Yeah, most of those revenue agents they never even read the code. They just read the uh, the uh, the documents that that their superiors give them. They never even picked up a code book and actually read. There it. you go. And see. That's to our advantage now because we got something from the code book that tells them they can't do that. <laughs> All right. So does that answer your question? Yeah. That, that was, well, I was just giving you like an update on what was going on with my case. Yes, I, I understand that. I think I think I know who you, I think I know you, don't I? Uh, yeah, I called him before a few times. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Thank you for that. And I appreciate the update and keep me informed because it, it's exciting when somebody has a victory like that. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you for being here. 510 area code. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Hi, uh, Carrie. This is uh, Dan. And uh, I have oh. three questions. Uh, well, uh, one, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Tonight's a two-question night. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Well, I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. No, no. Go I'll take the third go one. Uh, okay, okay. No, go ahead. Got it. It's a freebie. Go All ahead. Right. It's uh, a freebie. Yeah, I, I filed Form 12277 uh, back yep. in January. And I yep. haven't heard anything from them. Uh, so uh, what is the waiting period for them to to uh, remove the lien or the notice of federal tax lien? Well, here's my, have you heard the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Okay. File another and one. And again. So, and again. And again. And again. And again. And again. See? When you send it, do, do you have your do you have a court order from the tax court? Yes, I did. I sent them a copy okay. of the uh, attorney. Then send it uh, again. Yep. Okay. All right. So the next question I have is the uh, uh-huh. SSA Social Security 
checks that I'm getting, um, they have been deducting $325 out of the paycheck because they said I, uh, the IRS sent them uh, a letter to uh, deduct this $325 because I have a I owe the IRS a debt. And I, now, uh, since I have the court order already, what do I do? Okay, you're going to take the court order and send it to the Social Security. Now, what the Social Security is going to say is we have to do what the IRS says. You ask the okay. IRS to send, then you ask the Social Security to send you what they have. They, can't, they won't do that. And the reason they won't do that is they don't have anything. And if they do have it, it's improper. See, you have okay. a court order. You have a court order. Now, you, what, what we're doing is, what we're doing is, we're, at, we're telling the, uh, the uh, Social Security they have two choices. One, re, re, reinstate the uh, full amount of the check. Number two, give me what you say they have. Because if they send you what the IRS gave them and it's not proper, then we're taking the Social Security and we're going to go to court. And then what's going to happen is we're going to break the Social Security because they're not following protocol. Where the problem is, the IRS says you owe. Now, I want to ask you a question, sir. Do you fill out a 1040 form? Uh, last time I filled out a 1040 was 1999. That's okay. Here's my question. Does a federal employee have to fill out a 1040 form? Well, from what I read from the IRS code, yes, they do. Okay, now that you said that, tell me what a 1040 form is, if you don't mind. The 1040 form. Uh, it's a piece of paper that. Um, the well, IRS let me help you with it. Write down That's your okay. income. Exactly. Now, what is income? According to the 1040 and the 1040 instruction booklet, what is income? Uh, it's not defined uh, in the. Uh, then how can. In, no, wait, in the booklet form. So, how. Okay, so if it's not defined. How can a federal employee fill out a 1040 form, put their income down, and it's not defined? I think, okay, so I'm going to tell you what income is. It's fish eyes. How many fish eyes do you receive during the year for working? Zero. Then that's what your income would be. If, it's, if they don't tell you what it is, See, it says on, I think it's line five, whatever it is, it says salary, tips, etc. What's etc.? Fish eyes. See, I right. don't know. I, I In other words, okay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Terry. I've been All listening right. to your program. I've been listening and I understand. Thank you. I uh, thank you so uh, much. That you have. Yes. Uh, yep. uh, way, well, way back in 1999. You know, everybody's assuming right. that income is whatever salary they get. There you go. But, uh, See, the problem, it, yes, and that's what I'm doing to them. I'll fill out a 1040 form. I have no problem with it. 
I can't fill that out because t- income's not defined on the 1040 or in the booklet. In fact, if you go to the 1040 booklet, the instructions, and go to the uh, Privacy Act of 1974, it's on a page of about 107. On the left-hand side, the three columns, it says, the IRS gets its, its jurisdiction from 6011, 6012, and their regulations. In the regulations, you have to file a return or statement. So, when I started this, I wrote on a piece of paper. I wrote, eat, shit, and die. And I mailed it to them. There's my statement. When I got indicted, I handed that to the judge. I told the judge, this is what it says. Now they got a problem. So the IRS agent said, well, you can't use our documents. Well, then my W-2, my 1099, my 1040, my booklet, everything that I use is yours. Then what do I use? He just looked at me. And I said to the judge, judge, if you tell that agent under penalties of perjury to tell me what income is, I'll fill out a tax return before I leave this, uh, this uh, courthouse. He looked at the guy and says, we're dismissing this case. So they had to dismiss it on the grounds. They're asking me to do something that I can't do. See, I'm not, see, I'm not an attorney, so I cannot make a legal determination. I was in court. Why? Because something I did was illegal. So that's why I always lean to what hurts them. In other words, if you're not an attorney, you can't make a legal determination. So that's what I ask. If I make this determination, it's incorrect. Will I go to court? Yes, and I'm not an attorney. You're going to have to make it for me. See that? And that's that's why I make it different. That's why they're having so much trouble with this. This is not about me filing a tax return. This is about me filing the proper tax return. See, if you, if it, um, I want you to look at your checkbook. Look at a check that, that you haven't written out yet. Look at how the word check is spelled on the check. In other words, on check number, whatever the number is, look at that check and tell me how it's spelled. The word check, how is it spelled on your checkbook? That'll tell you everything. What does it say check? Okay. Um, There's no word check on the... uh... Okay, then. If there's no word check on it, what is it? You're telling me it's a check. It don't say check on it, so what the hell is it? It's a piece of paper. Oh, that's not what I told you to send me. I told you to send me a check. You're going to send me a piece of paper. So... Then I'll do it. Do you know what a check is? Yes, it's a lo- it's a short light leg with a long leg. There's my check. I signed it and sent it to him. There's my check. I don't know what it is until it's told. See, I don't make a move unless I know what they're talking about. I don't speak Mandarin. So if they're talking Mandarin, I got to get a translator. I have a glossary page. My glossary page 
defines the words that I need to find. Now, if they're talking to me using those words, that's the definition. If they say no, no problem. See? Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what a bass boat is by any chance? <laughs> I've, I heard this before. Uh-huh. It's a boat. It's a boat. Okay, so a kayak is a bass boat. Say again? The ty- uh, the, uh, a kayak is a bass boat. The Titanic Kayak, is a bass. Is a t- see, that's how I am. You ask me a question, and I'll tell you. Now, do you know what a cigar is? A cigar. Yes, sir. It, it's tobacco. It's tobacco rolled to uh, to about one inch and about six inches long. No, sir. It's a sex toy. Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> See? Okay. <laughs> Everything is that way. So what well, I'm going to do, right? see, I'm not going to answer them until I know what they're talking about. That's the problem that we're creating here. See? Right. If you go to the tax court and you have a court order that says they don't have jurisdiction, the commissioner tells you they don't have it. Now you have a cert- you can get a certified copy. I have a certified copy from the tax court where the commissioner said they don't have jurisdiction. Whatever the IRS tells me, I hand them my docket my docket number. They say that's not what it means. No problem. Be in court, bud. Bring your bar card. Because if you don't have a bar card, you're going to jail for practicing law without a license. Or I'll open up a law office. Well, I can't. Why? I don't have a license. He didn't have to have one. So now you're treating me different than them because of the IRS? See, that's an argument I can win. <clears throat> See, what I try to do is put an argument that they, they, don't, they can't win the argument. I can win the argument because the argument is not what they expect. Okay. Um, See? Can I get on to the next question? Absolutely. Uh, please do. Uh, yeah. I called in about 10 minutes earlier, and this, this call was about an announcement. It says, I finally did it. I didn't get to hear that. That's fine. Can, Tad, can that... Tad, Tad will tell you that. Oh, um, I got my uh, I got my tax court order this week. <clears throat> I've been working oh. on it for a year, and I finally got it this week. Your tax court order, okay? Yep, that's what it was. Okay. Now we're going to now all we're right. going to go get all of this. Now we're going to go and get all of this money back, and then some. And then some. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more question, if you don't mind. <clears throat> Not at all. Go right ahead. I'm looking at what's my pleasure. Okay. Um, If I get to the point where I have to file a lawsuit with the U.S. District Court, um, what's the link or um, a tutorial that I can go to how to make a 
will file a uh, um, a lawsuit. Okay, if you, you want it in the United it? States, if you want it in the United States District Court, you have to make sure you're going under a, a guideline that they can hear. Go on their website. There's a, tra- a there's a jurisdiction tab. It tells you what they have jurisdiction on. If you just need a court case, I've written a lot of them. I'll just send you one of mine, and you just change the names. I can help you with that. I don't have a problem helping you with that. <clears throat> oh, that would be uh, awesome. I would appreciate that very much. No problem. Get a hold of Tad, and Tad will get a hold of me, and I'll send you my last case that I filed. It'll have my name on it, but you okay. just put your name in there. It'll give you the format, and it'll show you how to – it'll give you the um, outline then you'll have to put your case in it because my case is different, more than likely. Yeah, well, yeah, I I won't have a case number until I file it, right? There you go. That's right. Or I'll give you my case number, and you can look it up and download it and print it out, either one. But I can give you the case that I wrote, that I sent in, and and see, everything that I do is I only argue jurisdiction. I don't really care about anything else. Because that, I I haven't found a court that has jurisdiction, and there's several reasons for it. The the Bill of Rights protects our rights. The Bill of Rights says I have unleanable rights. If they lean my right, then they violated the Constitution. They can't do it. They can never have jurisdiction on me. They just can't get it because of the way they run their court. Their courts are set up as statutory meaning they can write a statute that, that leans your, your, your unleanable rights. can't do that. See? So that's the Against way the I always lean. See, that's the way I lean. Somebody else leans, they go down there and they argue the, um, in the International Court of Claims, whatever the guy said. And I don't say that's right or wrong. I don't, I don't have any reason to tell you not to do that. I just know what I do. I do it the way I do it because the way I do it it's just bizarre, and they don't have an, an answer for it. Like I said, I can't stop them from taking the house. They took my friend's house. We put a lien on the house, but not only that, the argument that we have, we've been in the argument for nine years. For nine years, this company is paying wow. a company $100,000 a month to fight us and they can't get they can't even go in their house nine years why because the way my arguments are it they don't know how to answer it see so you need to push the court to uh, get get you a uh, a judgment in your favor we have we have and the court said that that, that they can't give it to us because because they, 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 they've done some stupid stuff. We've had to appeal a couple of times. But it's all right. We're, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I believe ultimately we're going to beat them on the grounds that they're so far off base now that what they said was they're using Rule 41C. But 41C doesn't count here. The judge said 41C, is, it's, it is what I say it is. The problem is, we filed an appeal because the judge said he made a ruling in the rules, but we're not in a rules court. So we're in the wrong court. So now we're in an appellate court trying to get us back into the rules court. There is no rules court. So the judge is making decisions on rules, and there's no rules court. So they're just, 
they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. Um, see, if, if, they're using, if they're using rules, then we object. Because we objected about the rules, we, we go to the appellate court on the, on the grounds that the court is making decisions on rules. And the rules, we can't figure out where the rules are. We want to go to the rules court. So, see, it, it's not something that they always do. It's just the way I look at stuff. I look at stuff off the hinge. It's just off the mark. And they're not used to arguing these kind of arguments, see? I see. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, by the way, the All ROE right. that I find? Yeah, um, I, got your, I got your message and I passed it on, so uh, you can get back to me tomorrow on that, okay? All right, Dad. Thank you. All right, thank you. <clears throat> okay. Tom Foran, you're next. How are you doing? Hey there. Uh, you, don't, you don't. You really don't want to know. You just want to be polite. <laughs> I'm just. I'm being polite. I'm just kidding. With yeah, you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last 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 week, I got a letter from the tax court that they were dismissing it for lack of payment. And then today. <laughs> Today I got a five-page answer from the Commissioner of Internal Revenue. Well, that's good. Is that good? Well, it's it's not saying that it's good, I don't think. Okay, what I does it say? Oh, I don't want to read. You want me to read the whole thing? No, no you don't have to. Just read the just read the first couple of sentences. As respondent, in answer to the petition filed in the above case, admits, denies, and alleges as follows. Admits, okay. petitioner, is disputing notices of deficiency and notices of determination for taxable years, blah, 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 inclusive, alleges that petitioner failed to attach any notices to the copy of the petition served on respondent, further alleges that respondent is attempting to determine whether any notices were issued and to locate any such notices, but is at this time unable to confirm that this court does or does not have jurisdiction in the matter without additional information from petitioner. Neither admits nor denies for lack of sufficient knowledge and information that petitioner was issued the notices referred to in the petition. Right, that's okay. Neither now, see, see what they're saying is, you, they're saying, they don't know if they gave them to you or not. If they don't know they gave them to you or not, the judge will give it to you. Say, well, if you don't know, then you should know because that's what you do. So if they don't know, we'll have to, you'll have to wait and see what the judge says. Or you can go yeah, in there and I, say that. Mm-hmm. Well, since they said you, this, should I send, should I send in the, the $60? Because he was going to close it out. And then this came no, like two days uh, later. Well, then let's wait. Go back. You can go back in and say that uh, uh, petitioner moves the court to make respondent answer whether he got a notice of deficiency or not, and just and put it in there and see what happens. We're, what we're doing is we're throwing. See, this tells you how bizarre they are. You didn't pay the sixty dollars, so we can't hear the case. Then they give you that. They're just frustrated. Just answer that if you want to. 
get with Tad, and Tad and I will help you get, get you an answer. If you if that will help you, we'll get you an answer. Anywhere and we'll get you help you tomorrow. That'll be fine. That's up to Tad. Tad, what's the question? Any way I can get with you two guys tomorrow? Uh, any day well, get in touch with you. Let's find up. out. Yep. What's Just that? get a hold of Tad and get a hold of Tad. He said, and we'll find out, and we'll help you give you some ideas on what to do on that. It's not a problem. We're here to help you. Is what we are. You want me to uh, scan it and send it over to you, Ted? That might help. That would, yep. That would help us look at it and see, if, make sure we cover everything. All right, I'll scan it out tonight, and then uh, I'm probably three hours difference than you guys, so I'll call you maybe tomorrow afternoon. Okay. All right. And then we'll right. see what we can do for you. Thank All you right, for cool. thank you for your question. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, that's it, Carrie. Thank you very much. And everybody else, thank you for uh, joining in tonight. And uh, we will see you again next week. Uh, good night. And thank you. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.